Welcome to Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about the Mi'kmaq people and the Halibu First Nation. I'm Glenn Wheeler. The clock struck midnight on August 31st and suddenly... 10,500 members of the Halibu Band were no longer status Indians. Although everyone knew the fateful day would come, it still was a painful moment to be stripped by the government of Canada of such a profound part of one's identity. The day before, a group representing retired Canadian forces and RCMP personnel met with Veterans Affairs Minister Seamus O'Regan in St. John's to discuss the situation of a group losing their status for the sole reason they left their communities to serve the country. We'll be hearing from retired Armed Forces member Greg Jaynes and retired RCMP Staff Sergeant Ed Brake later in the show. With the coming of a new month, we're officially into the election campaign for Halibut Chief and Council. Candidates must register no later than Wednesday, September 12th. Mi'kmaq Matters will be hosting a debate between the candidates for Western Vice Chief on Thursday, September 13th at 6 p.m. in Cornerbrook. Watch our Facebook page for location. If you are planning to run for Western Vice Chief and we haven't been in touch, please contact Mi'kmaq Matters so we can include you in the event. It was a last-minute intervention. A group of retired armed forces and RCMP personnel met in St. John's with the Minister of Veterans Affairs the day before they were going to lose their status. It was an emotional meeting, one that went overtime. But will it do any good, or will it take a trip to the federal court to get any results? First, Greg Jaynes, who spent 22 years in the military, who told me who attended, what was discussed, and the objective of the meeting. Ed Brake, uh, ex-RCMP officer, uh, originally from Gander, uh, now living in Ottawa, uh, requested this meeting uh, with Minister O'Regan, Veterans Affairs, and uh, it has taken some time given the minister's uh, por- uh, busy portfolio with, with veterans, so uh, it did take some time, but um, we did uh, succeed in getting a meeting. So the meeting was... Um... Thursday, August 30th, the day before uh, the uh, people were uh, kicked off the the founding members list. And what was what was the objective of this meeting with the minister? The objective was to let them know that um, because military uh, and RCMP veterans are are posted throughout uh, Canada and all over the world, for that fact, that we didn't have a choice whether we lived in a big mock community. you know, so we felt that uh, it was important that the minister understood this, and and the minister did not know that um, that veterans were being uh, excluded or being kicked off the founding members list. And uh, one interesting thing is, uh, I understand that when you were uh, away from Burgio, you still were able to vote for in elections in federal elections. Uh, in the riding in which Burjo is located. That's right. Well, what we we have called what's uh, what's called a, an ordinary residence. So we're uh, my voting district has always been Buren, Bay St. George, 
or which now is Long Range Mountains. So I voted in that district for all of my 22 years that I've been in the military. And uh, I always retained, uh, came home and hunted and fished. And uh, we, we had that right to do that because um, our, our residency is, uh, my residency has always been Berger. Mm-hmm. So you had this uh, this meeting. How long did the uh, meeting go for? Initially, when we went in, it was for 45 minutes um, because the minister had another obligation and important engagement to uh, go to. But we did run into uh, two hours. The meeting did run run for two hours, so we were uh, we were happy that the minister uh, did change his schedule uh, to accommodate us. So we were very happy over that. And who was there in your group? You had uh, you and Ed Brake, and who else? There was Ed Brake. Uh, uh, there was the chief, uh, Mr. Mitchell, and uh, Mochi Bennett. And we had a representative from uh, Aubrey Goldburn from the province, which is deputy minister to uh, Dwight Ball. I see. And the minister, uh, who who was with the minister? It was just the minister and his aides. That, that was it. I see. And uh, and uh, you explain the situation of the uh, of uh, armed forces and RCMP to the minister, and what what was the minister's uh, uh, reaction when you explained the situation of uh, of veterans in particular? Well, I can tell you, Glenn, that the um, the environment in that room was very emotional at times. Uh, when you got a, a national hero of uh, 32 years with the RCMP uh, explaining this story and at the end um, uh, uh gave the minister back his, his service medal of 32 years it was very emotional at times there was a dry high in that room including the minister himself hmm. so Ed Brake uh, as, a, as a sign of protest gave back his uh gave back his uh, his uh, honorary award. Yes, he did. And um uh, and uh it felt very strongly over this. Uh did take the minister by uh some surprise and the minister asked if he was uh, sure and uh and it assured him that uh you know because he felt betrayed by by the country uh that that uh, the middle belonged back to to the government. And um, and did the minister say anything else about that when uh, Ed Brake gave him back his medal? Um, the minister was visually uh, moved by it. Um, it came very well prepared. Um, he gave a, a, an, a very emotional presentation of his service um, and, and what he'd done in the line of duty for his country. And, um, you know, uh, me and he had expressed that we were aboriginal before we joined the military. And if we'd known that the military uh, and the RCMP um, or the government was going to strip us off, off that, uh, off our status now, then things would have been different and that maybe we wouldn't have joined. Hmm. So this meeting went on for some time, for uh, much longer than the than the 45 minutes. And... Um, and what how did it end did the did the minister make any commitment? What did the minister say he was going to do on on your behalf? The minister didn't make any promises other than 
what he said that he was going to work on our behalf, that he was much more informed to uh, come to some decisions, and that he was going to start making phone calls. And um, but he didn't promise us that that uh, things may not may or may not change. Uh, he didn't make any uh, uh, give us any false hopes or anything like that. Mm. And uh, was there any timeline in which he said he might be getting back to you? Well, we expressed, uh, um, you know, our urgency for this. Uh, we asked uh, for a stay in proceedings that the uh, not only the military members, but the 10,375 that are coming off the list as of 12 tonight, that um, that we asked for a pause to uh, get this figured out. Um, he he thought that was a um, a reasonable request, but he wasn't sure what he could do uh, to make that happen. Hmm. So I guess we're uh, we're in a bit of a, a limbo now. I guess it's um, at this late date we're talking on Friday afternoon, and um, mm-hmm. it's August thirty first. So I guess it's unlikely anything is going to happen. Uh, today and people will be will be off the list and um, and uh, you might have to uh, rely on your action in, in federal court to get any redress if the minister doesn't come through for you. Yes, we expressed uh, we uh, told the minister that yesterday if uh, no action comes from Canada that we are prepared the veterans are prepared to take the federal government to court uh, on this issue and um we uh we wanted them to understand how this would look uh on upon the federal government uh take uh, veterans taking the government to court once again and um he didn't want to see that happen of course uh but uh this is the eleventh hour we're at the ninth inning inning air right now, but there's still a few hours left, and we still have a lot of hope. The meeting went very well. the minister was very receptive. He listened. He was very compassionate. So we walked away from the meeting uh, feeling that uh, that this is one of the first times sitting with a federal minister that we had the full attention. So we walked away uh, quite confident. Hmm. I guess this is the first uh, meeting um, on the enrollment issue with any minister because the Chief Mitchell has been trying to get a, a meeting with Minister Carolyn Bennett, but that hasn't happened. So I guess uh, this is the the first meeting with the minister. Yeah, this is the first meeting uh, with the minister of um, with a cabinet minister, um, Mr. Mitchell, uh, the chief, that uh, spoke very passionately yesterday on, on this file. Um, he uh, he expressed his frustration because he. Hasn't gotten a meeting with with the uh, minister of uh, Indigenous Affairs, so so we informed him of, of our efforts and what we were trying to do. But we appreciate the minister taking his time to meet with uh, us veterans, and it wasn't about just the veterans; it was about the 10,375 or disenfranchised that are coming off that founding members list. Mm. And the I understand RCMP and veterans are there are a relatively small number of um, of the ten thousand. There are there many of you uh, ex service people and ex RCMP. Uh, we figured there's 
approximately 20 to 50 um, ex-military veterans or currently serving uh, RCMP as well. Um, but, you know, it's our family that serve with us as well. Our family members are affected, affected uh, uh, like my son will be losing his status as long uh, along with my daughter as well. Mm. So um, that's that's very unfair to them because my service to my country that they have to lose their status as well. Hmm. Now, where is the uh, where is the court case? I know that uh, uh, you your group has talked to Jamie Lickers, who uh, also dealt with the uh, Wells and Wells case for Mithnan. And um, so, mm-hmm. uh, on the court uh, on the court front, have, have papers been filed, or at what point is that legal action? Well, we have retained Jamie Lickers. Uh, right now for in case that we need to go to court um money has been paid to retainer so um we're just waiting word on what the action of the federal government will be um if no action we will go forward and um and go to court on on this issue hmm. and is there a, is there a timeline on that how much how long will you wait for the minister before you uh, uh ramp up the court action um, we're going to give it a, a little bit uh, right now. We're going to we understand that this is a, a complex issue, um, even for the Minister of Veterans Affairs to even navigate uh, through over to Carolyn Bennett. It's going to take some time. So um, we understand that we're willing to give them a little bit of patience, but um, our patience will rub thin, uh, you know, in the coming weeks. A name mentioned by Greg Jaynes was Ed Brake, who retired from the RCMP as a decorated staff sergeant. I asked Ed Brake about his service and his feelings at losing his indigenous status. Uh, how many uh, years were you in the RCMP? 32. And where did you serve? I served in uh, southern Ontario, Saskatchewan, eastern Ontario and then a, a group of short-term postings. But most of my service has been in uh, Saskatchewan, Ontario, Quebec. Mm-hmm. And you were, you grew up in Cornerbrook? Well, no, my parents are from uh, Cornerbrook. I, I grew up in Gander, so I, I was born and raised in Gander. My father worked for the company store in Cornerbrook. The Bullwaters had a, was called a company store, and then Edens bought them out, and Edens expanded from mm-hmm. Cornerbrook to Gander, so we ended up in Gander. Mm-hmm. And you, so you had status uh, as a founding member, and are uh, and lost your status as of uh, Friday, August thirty first. Absolutely, we made a family application, and as breaks, our entire family was was accepted. The government of Canada not only confirmed our bloodline, but it gave us additional information. So this is this is one of the. The, the, the points that are difficult to, to reconcile because the government actually knows our bloodline fully. My entire family in Gander was accepted. I have a son who is a journalist. You probably know Justin. Yes. Yeah, well, Justin is my son, and Justin was approved as well. But as I, you know, my entire family maintains their status, and I am the only one that will be losing my status, that lost my status as of Friday, and, I, and, and the, the, the coincidence is that 
I'm the only one to have left Newfoundland, and the only reason I left was to serve my country in the RCMP. Mm. So no. my my story to the minister the other day was simply, I was interviewed as an 18-year-old in Gander, hired by the RCMP, and once I was hired, the RCMP said there is one condition of employment, Mr. Brake, and I said, well, what's that? They said, we have to send you to the mainland, and you will not be allowed to return to Newfoundland to work. And that was the policy of the day, right up to about... I guess about 1990 or 95. So I acknowledged and I agreed and I said, no problem, I'll go. But at no time did I ever negotiate away any other rights. And we had had a conversation about me being Aboriginal because they had even offered me a position. They said, would you like to be an Aboriginal special constable? And I said, no. And he said, well, why not? You're a proud Aboriginal. And I said, well, I wanted to wear the red tunic. Aboriginal special constables are not, don't, get the red tunic they only get a brown tunic so that's a it, it may shock you to hear some of these things but this is the way the rcp ran business and this is the government canada policy of the day was to get us to agree to mobility in return for the opportunity to serve canada yes so i understand that the meeting um on uh, thursday with the minister you gave back um something to the minister as a as a sign of uh of protest about what's happened well mr wheeler now you've touched a soft spot in me and i wasn't going to talk about that but you've raised it and i won't deny it yes it's true i return my i return my long service medal to the government of canada to the minister of veterans affairs and i simply said i showed it to him i showed him all my decorations i was a decorated staff sergeant and there are I've had numerous decorations, but the, the, the most important would be the medal the Government of Canada presented to me for good service and good conduct. And in my heart, I told the minister that I was an Aboriginal long before I was a veteran. And on the day I was hired by the RCMP, we spoke about me being an Aboriginal, and they asked me to, to do things. I, I offered them a better deal. I said I would be a regular member, but I would go work on the reserves so they took me up on that offer but my medal is sacred because it represents my employment but I still couldn't reconcile the fact that they were disrespecting me so I said to Minister O'Regan look if you can't re continue to respect me as an Aboriginal then I can't keep this medal and I returned it to him and he looked at me and uh, he asked me to take it back several times and I said no this is no if you can't respect aboriginals you can't you simply can't have it both ways must have been a very difficult uh, decision for you well i mean i'm working with with a group of women and men and veterans and i see some very very difficult things here and i i've spent a lifetime protecting canadians and as you now know i spent my time protecting canadians on the mainland if I can't do a tiny gesture for my fellow Newfoundlanders, then it wouldn't make me much of a man. I thought it was a small sacrifice. Yes, in my family it's a big sacrifice, but there's a larger cause. It's not about Ed Brake. It's not about Brake family. This is about Aboriginal veterans. Ed Brake. We contacted the press secretary for Minister Seamus O'Regan. We were told that the minister's office had no comment about the meeting or about any next steps. And that's it for the show. Allison Baker is the technical producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Celebration time used with the permission of Mi'kmaq artist Marcus Goss. 
Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Listen to Mi'kmaq Matters on Bay of Islands Radio in Norris Point and Rocky Harbor. Tune in on The Voice of Bombay. And in St. John's, catch us on CHMR. I'm Glenn Wheeler. Till next time.